Boston Celtics lead the NBA Finals two games to one, game four in Boston Friday night. Once the finals conclude, an NBA Hall of Famer hopes to grab the attention of those basketball-starved fans. Tracy McGrady was a seven-time NBA All-NBA player in 16 seasons, scored 18,000 points, grabbed 5,000-plus boards, and dished down 4,000-plus assists in that Hall of Fame career. He is now the founder of the Ones Basketball League, or OBL. Tracy joins us along with former XFL president Jeffrey Pollock, who is the strategic advisor of OBL. Great to see you both. Before we get into the league, Tracy, I know you watched game three. Celtics ran away with it late. Tremendous third quarter. Do the Golden State Warriors get their fourth ring in seven years, or do the Celtics get number 18, and why? Well... I think Celtics get number 18. Um, before the series started, I had Celtics win, win in in six. I just think to match a team like Golden State, who has a, a well-oiled machine over there, um, an offense that you have to be durable to, to sustain that for 48 minutes because of all the screen settings that Steph and Clay and those guys are running off of, right? It seems like, you know, those guys probably run 10 miles a game. So if, if that's number one, that you got to be able to have that durability. And then second, I think you got to have athleticism along with size and strength, which they have. Um, Boston Celtics is a team that's been tinkering, you know, in the Eastern Conference of, of, of playing, um, you know, great basketball, but just seemed to couldn't get over that hump because LeBron James is in the Eastern Conference. LeBron James is gone now. They were able to get over the hump. And I think the reason why they will win is they're battle tested. Haven't, you know, before this series, haven't played in any NBA finals, none of these guys. But I think what will help them in terms of their mental and, and, and confidence of getting over this series is look at who they beat in the first round, Kyrie and KD, <laughs> two of the most skilled offensive talents that we've probably ever seen, right? And then you go on and you face Giannis Antetokounmpo, the defending champs in the Milwaukee Bucks. You get through them in seven games. Then you go and face a tough, you know, great coach team like the Miami Heat, and you take them to seven games and win that. So these guys are battle-tested, and uh, I think they have what it takes to win this series, and they'll do it in six games. And kudos to a, a rookie head coach, Udoka yeah. looks like the real deal in a hurry. Jason Tatum, not a household name yet. What's his ceiling? I'm on the record of saying he has KD potential, right? I mean, he's 6'9". <laughs> I see that, that look you gave me. Well, I don't know if he's that type of shooter, but maybe that well, type of athlete. I think um, in, in terms of, you know, his skill set, he has the ability to be up there with what KD was able to accomplish. I mean, look at him, what he's doing now. If he win a championship this season, I think the kid is only, what, 24 years old? Like, he has a lot to learn and a, and a, and a lot of growth to go um, to where I think he can reach that level of KD. Speaking of growth, Draymond, what is it like to watch him as a former player? Because as a fan, it is maddening. <laughs> I actually, me, I would personally love Draymond on my team, right? Be because of the energy that he provides, the leadership that he provides, and more importantly, the impact that he has on the game. Now, last night he had no impact on the game. It was a lot of talk, 
you know, uh, than, than his actual play. But I think in, in terms of his impact and what he can provide, he's not a scorer. Everyone is looking for Draymond to score the ball. That's not who he is. Draymond is a guy that he, 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 he's rough in the trenches. He's a great rebounder. He's a great defender. And he facilitates the offense. He sets good screens. He didn't do any of that last night, right? But I will take him on my team because of the other things that he does that impacts the game, and it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Conversely, he can really take away from that game as he yeah. did in game three. You've been on the record as saying Steph Curry is elite. He is an all-time great, but he's not in the conversation yet with Kobe, with Michael, and with Magic. Why not? Well, if you look at what those guys were able to do, regular season, they led that team all the way through the playoffs, and they were the best players at the end of that, that final, at the end of the series, right? MVP, um, the regular season, or they was MVP in, uh, of the NBA finals. Best player on that team. Steph Curry has yet to accomplish that. Now, if he gets that this season, we could add him to that. But those guys just have a, a one-up on him because they, at the end of the season, they were the best players and they led their teams to the championship. And of course, Kevin Durant is the one that led Steph's Warriors to the championship. All right, let's talk about some one-on-one -on -one basketball, great team basketball going in the finals. But this league, it's not every day um, that teenage boys come up with great ideas for businesses. And I say that as the father of a teenage boy. Tell me about the inspiration for the league. Yeah, well, I just know um, there is me playing in the NBA. I've come across a lot of guys that, you know, have the ability to be great on the NBA level. But some of these guys is just bad timing for them. And they get thrown into a role that they actually can't fulfill because of, you know, maybe mentally they can't adapt to that role or they just so used to playing a certain way. So if I'm a guy that always had the ball in my hands and then I get put in a situation where, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not the man on this team. I have to play a, a limited role to where I just go and sit in the corner. Can't really adapt to that. And that gets frustrating. I get depressed and then I start to lose my, lose my confidence. And then you don't see these guys no more. Well, there's a lot of guys out here that have that same ability to play on the NBA level. They just can't adapt to certain roles. So the untapped talent that is out here that probably was told that they're not good enough, they can't do this, they can't do that, I'm providing a platform so they don't have to play in a role. The role is themselves. They don't need coaching. They don't need someone telling them, you know, what to do. It's on them, right? You bet on yourself. And I, I just think, you know, there's a large pool of this talent and skill set that are out there to where a, a person like myself that loves to watch basketball or someone that doesn't like to watch the game of basketball will be intrigued by the product that we put out there. And, and having, you know, this, this platform, it was very important that we come up with, you know, a model or, or the, the rules that is good for us to sit down for two and a half hours and be entertained by what we're seeing. I've watched several one-on-one, -on -one, you know, um, you know, basketball games on television. And I didn't like the product because I didn't like how it was structured. I think we've identified that structure and we can sit down for two and a half hours and appreciate and be entertained for two, those two and a half hours. 
Jeffrey, tell us, generally speaking, how the league works, how you go about finding talent, and what that talent can win at the end of the day. So, so this season is really kind of our public proof of concept. This, this is our pilot season, if you will. And, and we're really curating uh, the players, selecting the players for each city to make sure that we have the right um, ingredients to do the most important thing this season, which is prove out and test Tracy's brilliant competitive thesis. And what we're seeing so far is that the thesis holds um, and maybe in a way better than, than we had thought. Um, but we, we play two days Saturday. We play down from 32 to eight players. And then Sunday, which we now refer to as our uh, Sunday showcase or championship Sunday, we play from eight to one. Uh, the player that wins in each city gets $10,000 and a ticket to our Las Vegas national championship in July. And the top three players from each city uh, punch their ticket to come to Vegas with us. But, but the whole effort right now is, is really about making sure that we can do three things. We can stage competition that's exciting and has meaning for the participants. So far, the answer is a resounding yes. Uh, we're looking to make sure that we can stage events that are entertaining and exciting for everyone in the venue with us. There too, seems like we're getting it done, but we're also testing content. So we're experimenting with uh, digital and social content to understand uh, what is the right uh, sort of note to hit with the all important uh, social media and Gen Z audience. But we're also going long form. We just announced the deal with Showtime where they're gonna co-produce with us uh, an all access behind the scenes documentary about this proof of concept season. But so far, uh, the early results are, are really positive. And you say the magic word there, Jeffrey, which is, of course, content. Long term, what type of TV deal can you attract? And what's the plan, bottom line, to make money? Tracy is, for the most part, self-funding this entire league. So, so the, the, the genesis of all this, and you mentioned it in, in your first question, it was about sort of listening to teenagers, listening to Gen Z. And, and Tracy was right in hearing that Gen Z consumes sports very differently than any other generation, certainly than our generation. They're focused on short, digital, digital snackable content. They put personalities and players before teams and, and OBL is custom made for that generation. So, so digital and social content is going to be a very important part of our mix. That said, we both looked at each other, Tracy and I, after our first event in Houston, and it was just sort of, this is gold, right? Those two and a half hours that we play on Sunday, those eight games um, uh, the, where we play from eight uh, to one, uh, it, it needs to be on live television, however you define television. It is a thrill a minute. You cannot look away. We've been uh, streaming, uh, putting out uh, the games really on the Tracy's uh, Instagram page uh, these last few weeks, and we're on TikTok. Uh, as well this past Sunday, the results have been amazing. So we, we need to be both uh, on social and we also need to be on television as you, you know, think of television. But again, how that gets defined, whether it's broadcast, cable, streaming, we'll see. And then to the last part of your question, 
We're going to make money like any other sports property uh, makes money. Right now, we're more focused on making sure that there's a there there from a competition standpoint. And the answer is definitely yes. Yeah, Mark Cuban recently said the future of sports is actually on TikTok. Tracy, you have competition in the form of Ice Cube's Big Three. They have some former NBA players. And, of course, the Overtime Elite League, which is a high school league, paying kids down in Atlanta. How do you differentiate yourselves from those two leagues? Well, <clears throat> well, you're talking about five-on-five five, uh, yeah. and a three-on-three three competitive league. Um, you know, we're, we're in a sense of the, the physical sport. We're, we're different in that sense. But you say a competition, I think it's all good to have competition, right? Um, you know, you, you got a bunch of basketball leagues. NBA is just not the only sole league. The NFL is not the only sole league. There are other leagues. So I think we're just, you know, adding another dynamic to it, giving it a bigger platform. There are one-on-one -on -one leagues out here. Um, I think because of the name and, and you know, the, um, I think the platform that we're providing for these guys, we're, we're trying to make it global um, and, and, and broaden this out. But, you know, it's, it's good to have competition. I, I relish that. And, you know, quite frankly, I think all of those guys, you know, Big Three is doing a great job. They're on their fifth season. You know, ho hopefully we're fortunate enough to make it to five seasons. Yeah, I, I don't think they're we're a direct competitor. No. I think we're all complementary uh, parts of the global basketball ecosystem. Basketball is in so many ways uh, a global game. Uh, that has been proven resoundingly. We're, we're just coming with our form of basketball. And as Tracy likes to say, we're putting a spotlight on the essence of the game. No one else is really doing that. And in that regard, we're, we're, we're pretty much without peer. And, and, and we just want to help grow the game along with everyone else. But what we're doing is totally unique. Yeah, this is how we all learn the game. This is really the core of basketball. We all grew up on our driveways, playing a little one-on-one -on -one with our brothers, with our parents. Um, but because it's one-on-one, -on -one, Tracy, I want to kind of get your, your instincts when it comes to it. Who is your dream one-on-one? -on -one? It could be two present NBA players or greats of the past. Who would you love to see go head-to-head? Oh, gosh, that, that is none other than, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, right? Who because wins? <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I don't care about that. I would, listen, I will pay big money to see that one-on-one -on -one game. Um, I, there's no greater two players that kind of mirror each other than those two. So I would love, and, and the competitive fiber that they, these guys have, I would love, would have loved to seen that matchup in game one-on-one. -on -one. I would pay big money, but what about today's game? If you were forced to pick two players active today, who'd you like to see go head-to-head? -to -head? Today's game, I would love to see Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving. Big money I would pay. Big, big dollars I would pay to see that. Because they're, they're both highly skilled, right? Um, Equally height, I don't like the uh, a six eight guy playing against a six one six two guy, but these guys are similar size, and they often get paired, you know, to to one another about who's the best in the league individually, and you know the, the skill set. You know, these are two of the highly, you know, most skilled guys in our league today. Who wins? <laughs> I knew that question was coming. <laughs> I think. 
because of, of Kyrie's skill set, I think that's what he does. He is a one-on-one type of basketball player. Um, I'll say Kyrie. I think Kyrie edges Steph. I would really love to see Jokic and Embiid. I think that'd be a fascinating matchup. You mentioned height discrepancies. And yeah. one more thing on the league. How do you compensate for that in the ones? Well, in the ones, uh, we're, we've been fortunate enough to have um, a, a bunch of guys of equal size. Um, I, I think there's probably three guys in our entire um, league that is probably six four, six five that are bigger than everybody else. Um, I think most of our guys are around six two, six three, but we have, you know, our winners in Atlanta, the three guys that punch their ticket. These guys are six four, six five, and I think even six eight, which is Glenn Rice's son. He won Atlanta, so those probably are our biggest guys. Um, Again, they have an advantage, but also if the guy, the little guys are smart enough, you know, they can be beat. And, yeah. and that's, that's sort of the beauty of, of OBL, right? Because in many ways, we're sort of like American Idol for sports. These are players who yeah. are not household names today. They're mm-hmm. players that can be and maybe should be household names. And, and the, the platform that Tracy's created is really about creating opportunity for these names you don't know, but you should know. So to your earlier question, the greatest one-on-one matches have yet to be staged and they're yeah. gonna take place on the OBL uh, yeah. court. Yeah, you know, and, and the one, another thing about OBL and why this is so important, oftentimes we talk about who's the go-to basketball, right? We talk yeah. about Michael Jordan, we talk about LeBron James and that. We throw those two in there, but they're the go-to basketball and five-on-five organized basketball. We don't. We we try. We want to identify the greatest one-on-one basketball player in our nation, and then in turn, hopefully, three or four years, find who's the greatest basketball player globally. Right. So that's for us. We're trying to identify who's our goat of our league. All right, the ones OBL returns to Las Vegas for the championship 250K later this summer, but you'll see him next in LA, June 18 and 19. Tracy, Jeffrey, appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.